When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The same. Woo! Double round of crown for Holly. Yeah. Happy birthday, Holly Roberts. Happy birthday, Holly. Holly, I think, uh, you know, it's inappropriate. Is it still inappropriate to talk about a woman's age? No, I, I, yeah, I don't know. You're younger than me, Holly, right? I'm 39. No. We right. are now the same age. You just Ooh, turned 39. I oh, my gosh. I just did. I know. And since I am almost a whole month older than you, do I remain still a mentor to you? Oh, boy. Sure. Thank you. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, 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 Steve. yeah whatever you yeah, say. Yeah, that, that's nice. Uncle Steve is what she calls me. Oh, boy. Oh, oh. Uh, okay, all right, fine. We won't do that. Uh, that's getting icky now. Holly's <laughs> birthday. She's working on her birthday. I think it's fun to work on your birthday. Because then you have more people coming up and saying, oh, hey, happy birthday. Oh, that's happy a good birthday. point. Yeah. Sure. That's yeah. great. Wow. What a weekend for sports, huh? Is everyone okay? Is everyone's heart? Like, just doing a health check. I didn't watch it. I just heard about it. So I went into Avatar, and we uh, we were down, the Vikings down 33 to nothing. I came out of Avatar. We had won 39 to 36. You know, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Anytime that we come back to Sports Talk here on the Don and Steve Experience, it is for this reason. It is the greatest unscripted drama to play out on television. And I'll tell you what, I'll give you a few examples. Yesterday, you know, even if you don't care about sports, just the drama of what the heck is going to happen, nobody knows until it happens. The Vikings come back, as all of us have been talking about and trying to figure out over the last day and a half, was the most historic, the biggest comeback in, in NFL, NFL history. history, right? 30 yeah. years ago, I remember I was a kid. I was nine. And there was a game with the Buffalo Bills and the Houston Oilers. And the Bills came back after being down 32 to nothing. And it was like, what the heck is happening here? I remember that. This is, you could argue, is more dramatic because if you watched it, it wasn't a total steamroll in the second half. I mean, it was on the scoreboard, but there were multiple moments where the Vikings were doing well, and then something went a little bit awry where you thought, okay, that's as far as this comeback right, will right, go. Right, right, And then they somehow powered through. So what happened with the Vikings <laughs> was unbelievable. Had I told you that, had I scripted that in a movie, you would have said, that's too unbelievable. I can't even get into it because it would just never happen. That's the unbelievable element of live sports. Now, halfway around the world, in Qatar or Qatar or Qatar, we don't care how you pronounce it. We don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> it was the finale, the, the the final of the World Cup. Lionel Messi, largely considered the greatest soccer player on earth, maybe ever to live. 
never had won a World Cup. He was playing for Argentina. Argentina was playing against France in the finals. Lionel Messi had had a great World Cup. He was starting to really put those naysayers who said, yeah, but you never won a World Cup. They were on their heels. Argentina gets up 2-0 early. And then between minutes 75 and 90, which is when the game is, think of that as like the deep in the fourth quarter, France scores two goals to tie it. Then they go to extra time. Okay, we don't know how that works. Though, Nobody right? knows. But it's <clears throat> with extra time in the final of the World Cup, they were going to go until minute 120. It was minute 112, or roughly 110, 112, something like that. Argent- That's a long time. I know it's a long okay. time, Donna. And it okay. feels like a long time <clears throat> when you watch it. Okay. Sorry. Lionel Messi scores for oh. Argentina oh. at like minute 108 or 110. It was like oh. unbelievable. Oh, wow. And you're like, well, that's it. Until what? a few minutes later, very, very late and extra time, France scores. Oh, and then no. minute 123, minute 123. So they had gone over, like the game is going to stop at any moment. Right. But now they're tied again. France has a shot on goal against Argentina and the, the goalie does a front split, throws his leg out and barely saves it. Unbelievable. We're going to a shootout. Oh, the most dramatic no. way. For any game to end is a shootout, and it happens in the World Cup final. And guess who scores? Lionel Messi. Yep. Argentina Argentina. wins in what many people are calling, we are always prisoners of the moment with sports, but many people are calling the greatest soccer match in World Cup history. This was thrilling (laughs) yesterday morning. Oh, my gosh. Well, I didn't see any of that, but I saw the celebrations in the streets. I'm like... Oh, my God. How many people are there? There were like, it had to be like 100,000, 200,000 people. It was just swarms of people. 88,000 in the stadium. Celebrating in the streets. And then people in the streets, both in uh, Qatar, Qatar, Qatar. Also in Argentina. In Argentina, people were just flooded because, you know, I was watching an image of that and you saw grown men and grown women in tears. Uh Uh-huh. But the... And there's one way, the cynical way is like, okay, get a grip, it's sports. But then the other way is, think sports is such a communal event. And so you experience it always with friends or family. And many of these people, and soccer is so big there, many of these people probably grew up watching it with their grandparents and with their parents. And so this moment was more than just a game. It was great. It was, oh, and then by the way, a myriad of wonderful finishes, but there was also just some other humdrum game in the NFL that ended on a f- dramatic fumble recovery as time expired, running in for a touchdown to break a tie. What game? It was the uh, Las Vegas Raiders and the New England Patriots. Okay. And it was unbelievable. It was just like, it was a wonderful <laughs> weekend of was, sports. Oh, my God. I was getting texts from my brother, and he you know, had stopped the game. He's like, what's going on with the Vikings the last two weeks? And then he says, I shut the game off, mm-hmm. and... I left the house. I come back. I didn't know what happened with the Vikings, and I foolishly was thinking that the Giants might even have a chance at beating the Vikings on Christmas Eve. Never would I have thought um, that the past two weeks. He says, then we come to find out they had the greatest comeback in history. Then a friend of his is texting him and saying, please thank your sister's Vikings for yanking the biggest comeback loser monkey off the backs of my 92 
Oilers. <laughs> I mean, everybody's See? feeling something. It's like the ripple effect. Yeah, it was just, it was wild. So, again, whether or not you consider yourself a meathead or a jock or a sports fanatic, there are some times when it's just literally the best thing on television. Yeah. Because you just yeah. don't know. You just don't know. You just know. don't know. All right. Good times. All right. Uh, I got to get Hanukkah, out of here. Happy everybody. No, you got to stay. Oh, happy Hanukkah. Yes. I believe Hanukkah day started two? last night. Yeah. yeah. Day, so this will be Hanukkah. number two. Eight Crazy Nights. You could watch that with uh, the Adam Sandler animated movie. Oh, cute. Yeah. Um, Holly, we have a surprise for you coming up at 945. Oh, yes, we do. So. For your birthday. Oh. Right before you leave. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I know. You love surprises, don't you? Yes. I don't no, like how she's one. emoting, though. It's a good one. It's a, it's a good one. <laughs> well, you get that off your chest. Uh, we're going to come back. Steve did something that is very reminiscent of things I've seen on episodes of Dateline. Isn't that your love language? Mm, mm. Wait till you get a load of what he did. You're not going to believe it. We'll get to that and more coming up next on my talk. Welcome back. Appreciate you guys listening. You're listening to the Donna and Steve Experience, by the way. And we love you. You're our buddy biz. Thank you. Ah! Steve, stop. Did you go to the dentist? (laughs) No, I think they just say uh, to do, it's like earthing. You know how... All your patchouli friends do the barefoot on the grass thing. Oh, that's supposed to be good. That's right. Can you do that on your own time? Just a guttural scream Uh. is like going back to kind of our ancient roots. Okay, do that like in the men's room or something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I've heard it in the men's room before, and I don't think that they're earthing. Actually, you get an IT guy. I had an IT guys at our previous job. It was like they may as well have ordered DoorDash to stall, too. I mean, it's like, guys, do you have to bring your laptop in? Don't throw the cord under the door and say, hey, can you plug that in? I'm low. I love the guys who come out with the newspaper under their arms whistling. Oh, yeah. Just whistling Dixie. They were checking the stocks. Oh, God. Hey, can I just say, uh, send a big thank you to the folks at Southern Lights. I got new lighting installed in my kitchen. Oh. Pendant lights. Oh, my God. Uh, it was amazing. Great experience. And thank you to everyone who came out and donated you know, toys and gifts for the families over at the Ronald McDonald house. We had a really good time. You know, it was great. It was great. It was a really fun day. And listen, they, they have done a favor for you and for me before. Yes. Like they don't, they don't, the installation is a part of their service. They, they have installers who they're like, here's, who you need to go to. They're great. So yeah. listen to them, trust them, which is great in and of itself. But Ryan specifically, mm-hmm. like the big wig of Southern lights who you hear all the time, he has now come to Donna's house and my house on two separate occasions, knowing we were in a pinch and there was a timing and, you know, all this kind of stuff and drove all the way out to us and, you know, helped us out and got lights installed and stood on our counters Yes, and all of that. It's just really above and beyond. I mean, it was... He would not want us to say that because the last thing he wants is people coming in saying... Ryan, can you install my lights? He can't. He's not going to do that. That's not a part the of The owner came too, Craig. Really? Yes. Did you tidy up? Ryan's like, well, it's, I'm always, almost always picked up in the main areas. But he redid recess lighting for me that was not part of what I wanted. What so mean? he had called Craig and Craig oh, came out. Yeah, he just redid my lights that are in the ceiling. And he's like, yeah, let's get the, let's, let's 
get an updated version of these for you. And I'm like, what? Really wonderful wow. people like really um, Craig and Lisa and Ryan and the whole staff. Just amazing. So I just wanted yeah, to they're great. send they're a really shout great. out for sure. Now, you are bacheloring it right now. Oh, I am. Yes. He said during the break, Holly, he's like, yeah, this living alone is not for me. And you said the same thing last year. I say it every year. It's there's about usually a day of like, oh, look at this freedom. Hmm, what should I do? Should I can I... watch anything. Dancing around in my socks. Yes. Yeah. Should I grill something right now for breakfast? I can do yes. it. It really wears off quickly. And I feel like it wears off a little quicker and quicker um, each year. But, you know, I got to a point quickly where I started watching a lot of stuff. First of all. That I realize the difference of when you don't have to worry about who's passing through and we have 12 and under traffic in our TV spaces, usually until about nine o'clock at night. And oh, so it's yeah, very that's... difficult to watch shows that you want to watch that are for a mature audience. Right. So I started flipping around. I was watching a lot of stuff. But then I got to a point where last night I went from HBO Max to Apple TV and then I came out of Apple TV and then I went right back into Apple TV and I was like, what am I doing? You texted me at 8.30 in the morning that you were watching Severance. That is true. Yep. It, that was, uh, I did a little Severance on the Sabbath right before, right before I went to church. I, is that, was it yesterday that I sent this? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I was, uh, I think I was finishing up Severance. Uh, An I had like the back half hour of Severance, episode one. Yeah. Like eight in the morning. Cause guess what? It was like, I didn't have to watch uh, Avengers oh. or, you know, some like cartoon show. I was like, let's watch Severance. By the way, I know you think it's a slow show and it's I would agree. It's so slow. It is a slow There's burn. There's two episodes that are really fast and that is the finale and one episode prior to that. I will say this though, for episode one, there was a moment where I emoted out loud in an empty home like, oh. and then there was a little meetup and there's this little there, I, I thought episode one did a nice job of si- piquing your interest. Yes, but I would is, agree with that. It is a slow burn, but it's very stylistic how it's done as well. Really like Adam Scott. It's a very clever show. Um, and I've found myself laughing out loud. It's not a funny show. But it's fun, little funny moments. Yes, well, you, you texted me a funny moment where you said, this is you every time I sniffle. Let me see if I can find okay. this. So, um, I'm going to play this from my phone. It's going to kind of sound terrible. Bad. But, but any time I have ever come in here and had any sort of a symptom. If he blows his nose, I'm just like, stay over there. Yes. Ooh, no. Get away why? From why are you here? What are you doing? Oh, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, uh, kid number two is sick. I'm oh, like, no. Oh. You're going to get me sick. Why? I mean. You're going to ruin my Christmas. <laughs> I cannot explain to you, Holly, the lack of bedside manner that Donna would have as a nurse. It is just <laughs> remarkable. And then, but here's the irony. And we were just arguing about this during the break. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. If she comes in and gets sick, first of all, I don't... I'm like a, like a normal, compassionate human being. 
I don't berate her for having to pick up a sickness. I don't think she went and was like, oh, is that a sickness? Let me snort that off of a mirror. She got sick out of bad luck. And then she'll cough and do her whole thing. It's just so, it's so hypocritical. Anyway, I'm watching Severance. All right, so you have to listen to this till the very end. Yeah, can you turn my mic up a little sure. bit here? Holly? Here then we it'll go. Be a little here louder. Here Here's a scene from Severance. Guy sniffles. Good for you, she. All right. You sick? Maybe. Katie was sniffling yesterday. Mm, if you breathe on me, I'll rip your larynx out. Wow. That went right to 10. That is me with Donna. Every time. I don't think he swore in the middle there. No. Okay. No, he didn't. Um, <laughs> That is Donna. Every time. It's not like. Oh, are you feeling? I've never ever. I'm heard never her like. Say, how do you feel? Are you okay? Oh, are Can you I get you anything? I'm like something. No, no. Don't breathe on me. Get away from me. And then she'll. <laughs> she's always wearing a multitude of scarves. It seems, and she'll whip them around her face like a babushka to block her from everything. It's a lot. Yeah. Anyway, we're fine. Anyway, everything's great. Um, now I did have a little time to sort of get out and about and do a little sightseeing over the weekend on Saturday morning. Sightseeing. What? <laughs> What do you mean? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> Steve sends me a message and he starts it with like, hey, guys. And I'm it? like, oh, is he sending me something he just posted on Instagram? Like oh, he's sure. talking to his followers? Yeah. No, he's talking to me and my roommate. Here, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll play this video too, Holly, I guess. Right. Um, here's just a little video that I took in uh, Bloomington. Hey, guys. Good morning. Just wanted to... Uh... Saturday morning, thinking of you guys, send you some love. Hope that you have a great day and um, take your trash cans in. All right, see ya. So at that he point, was in front of my house, I had turned well, that's around. That's not creepy, right? That's awesome, right, Holly? Oh. Holly, I was in Bloomington. Were you just like standing outside of her window? Yes, more or less, waving. I didn't wave. He was in my driveway, <laughs> facing my like, so you could see my house in the background. And I just no, looked legally at- I was on the street, so don't even come at me with oh, trespassing. Okay, fine. I was on the street, and it was, but I had started with kind of a tight shot of me facing her house. So you just see like whatever house they're behind, and then as I spin around at the end, I reveal I'm in front of her house. You know what I did after that? I immediately got in my car and I left. I went to McDonald's. This is very dateliney. <laughs> I just yeah. wrote back to him. You are a very sick man. <laughs> That is that is the stuff. That is the evidence that people turn into their stalker um, detective. To which she said, "You're a sick man." I said, "Donna, just let me be me. I'm at the McDonald's on the on the down the street now. I love it out here." And then she said, "Well, please leave soon." You could have at least brought in her trash cans up the driveway. Well, they Steve. were up the driveway. They just weren't in the garage. Oh, yeah, very yeah, tacky, yeah. eyesore. You have a homeowners association? No, I don't. It shows. Yeah, thanks. Wow. I'm just saying. Rude. They would have made you bring your cans in. I know. All right. Hey, I saw Avatar. I've been waiting to see it. I saw it in a not-so-ideal situation. I'll explain and tell you what I thought when we come back. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Holly Roberts, the birthday girl, is with us as well. Yeah. We have a little surprise coming Old up for you. bag of bones. Wow. I mean, basically. We should have gotten a lot of the over-the-hill gravestones and stuff like that that right. they used to do. Why didn't you go to Spencer's Gifts? <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Do you Remember? think there's one left? That's- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. MOA and Rosedale. 
Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, good to know. Yeah. Spencer's. Yeah. Oh, My mom would tell us when she let us have free time at the mall, like, don't go into Spencer's. And we'd be like, we're going into Spencer's. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because they have, like, dirty cards. Oh, yeah. 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 Greeting cards. If you didn't have your sexual awakening in the Spencer's <laughs> gift card department, then yes. right. okay, you might not be a millennial. It, <laughs> that's right. And that's what, a, uh, what a healthy way to have that awakening. Everything seemed really, I mean, you had, like, a hat, and it was like, what's coming out of that hat? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, not that. Oh. I wanted this. There you go. <laughs> Oh, oh anyway, the all right. Mall. So you went to see Avatar by yourself. I was jacked up about seeing Avatar, and I'm going to see it when I'm in Pittsburgh over the holidays. But I thought you're going to sit through another three hours again. Yeah, yeah that and sounds you know, awful. The day I saw Avatar, I came home and guess what? I had no family, so I had more free time, and I pulled up Batman, the Robert Pattinson Batman. But then I stopped about 20 minutes in because I was like, wait a minute. I cannot do three, excuse me, two three-hour movies in a day. I just can't. I, that just isn't going to be okay for me. Mm. So I bailed on it. But now I'm like an hour into it. I'm watching it in pieces. It's pretty gritty, that, that uh, Batman. But back to Avatar. <laughs> okay. First, let me explain the situation that I was in. I wanted to see it in IMAX. Okay. And I wanted to see it in 3D. You can choose non-IMAX, and you don't have to choose 3D. And I assure you, the visuals of it will still be beautiful, whether or not you see it in 3D. Okay. And I know that there are some people, and I don't even know if I'm one of them or not. I'm not convinced on 3D still. Oh, really? I think it's really, there are elements that are well done, but you'll still have a little glare popping off one lens or the other. I even went out and got a new pair at one point because I was like, is this one darker than the other? Am it's I, like, like me watching like shadow? my TV. Exactly. And I'm always like, yeah, it's so dark. Yes. Like not dark in, that's a very dark show. It's like the lighting the is lighting dark. The lighting itself, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, what I did was I, uh, I I had to get a middle seat. So I really like the aisle. I have an overactive bladder. Longtime listeners of the experience know this. But I had to sit two people in. And then I get there. First of all, AMC, here's something you need to fix. Or maybe tell me what I'm getting wrong. First three rows down at the bottom, A, B, C. Really big on the carpet, it says aisle A, B, C. After that, it doesn't letter them anymore. And so I'm walking up the stairs. I'm not doing the alphabet in my head. I'm like just trying to get up the stairs and not be in people's way. So then I have to ask three different rows. Are you row J? Oh, no. And the guy's like, I can't hear you at all. Are you row J? (laughs) He's no, I'm H. He said, I'm H. So then I go two rows behind him and I say, is this J? And they said, oh, I'm sorry. We're K. And I'm like, well, somebody's wrong here because a guy thinks he's in H. He was in I. I ended up finding J. I get there. But the point is, I'm in a middle row. So a middle middle seat already not good for me. And these sons of B.I.H.s don't (laughs) recline. Oh, no. And I didn't know that going in. But I think that's the case with IMAX. I think IMAX, because of how how many seats they want to get in there, I don't think you're going to have a reclining situation. So I had to just sort of adapt to that. So I'm sitting upright for three hours. I don't care what I'm watching. Sitting upright for three hours is a tall task for me. I must say about the movie itself, I think it was better than the first one. Oh, okay. I was quite interested in the storyline of this second one to the first one. Because I remember walking away from the first one. And sure, you've seen the storyline before, but that notwithstanding, 
it just felt like, okay, the story was the story, but what I was really interested in was what I was seeing, and it all looks so new, and who are these blue people? We're just getting introduced to them. It was 2009. Nobody had any idea of what Avatar was, but now I do. And so you go in knowing stuff, and it's a pop culture reference, and it's Disney rides and all of that. But I thought that they elevated the storyline, which I thought was the major weak point of the first one. The writing in particular in the first movie, I thought was eh, just a little cheesy, a little contrived. There was much less of this, and there were some new young actors who I thought were rather realistic. And the dialogue felt tighter it felt better. And then the depth of the storyline, they actually had like multiple storylines that were happening. And I found myself caring about each of the storylines. And there was a there's a real familial family story at the center of this, which I thought they did a good job of hitting those notes. And then, if I may, the visuals. Say what you will about 3D. And I'm like, I like it. I don't love it. There were some mesmerizing scenes. And I will say this, if you're thinking, should I see it in 3D or not? When you see Avatar, The Way of Water, in 3D, there are parts where it's sort of equal parts movie and Disney ride. Oh. Because, you like, Disney still implements 3D with some things. Their Avatar ride, Flight of Passage, has 3D even the old Star Tours has 3D, which they've updated and is pretty cool. But there were times when you felt like certain scenes, not every scene, but certain scenes, I was like, whoa. And then I would even dip my glasses down just to look at like the blurry screen and then I'd pull them up again and I was like, wow, that feels like we're like we're in there, it? like they are sort of in the room. Okay, that's cool. having this moment. So, are and they again, underwater though? They're underwater for a portion of it, okay. not all of it. Okay, but for a portion of it, there's there's one scene, for instance, funny that you mentioned that, where the camera is set at water level. So there are times that you bob up above the water, oh, cool. and then you go back down under the water, and it it really feels immersive okay that's cool and and, and there are times you know they didn't employ a lot of like the uh oh it's in 3d and look now the avatar guy's using a (laughs) yo-yo it wasn't like that it's coming at you like purposeful yeah they don't do those gimmicks they really want you to feel like you have stepped into this avatar world pandora as it was and I just thought that they, it, it was really cool. I'd like to see it in non-3D as well. And I have to tell you, there are a few scenes that there's nothing in 3D. And so I would pull my glasses down real quick. And and you can kind of tell because you're like, am I getting like that rich depth, at, like where I feel like I'm looking into this world or not? Mm-hmm. And then I would pull my glasses down during those. And it was so, because 3D glasses dim, right? They're tinted. Yes. And it was so bright and so beautiful looking that I thought if you saw this without 3D, but in a movie theater, it will look so vibrant. You'll miss a little bit of like the reach out and touch them kind of a vibe. So I would say, you know, if you're going to see, see it, it, however you're going to see it. Yeah. And okay. see it in 3D once and see it in 2D once. But the 3D element, there were some scenes where it was like, I see back there. It looks like you, you sort of lose the fact that there's a screen involved. And again, it could not have been more uncomfortable for me because it was an upright seat, three hour movie. And I was not on an aisle seat. So there was a lot that was working against me. My ending review of Avatar in uh, fewer than six words is it's 
quite long. It's quite good. Okay. We good. have a question coming from um, yeah. Donna. Uh, my question is, do I have to have seen the first Avatar in order to enjoy this movie? No, not to enjoy it. Anytime that there's that you're jumping into a sequel without having seen the original, there's a lack of richness, perhaps, to the storyline that you might not get that others would. But they back tease it enough in the opening okay. act where they sort of say, you know, you know, here's where we are, and the sky people came, and they sort of address enough of the stuff that you can you can dig into it as a standalone. Can I ask, um, who are these people? What time period are we in? Where are we? Is this on Earth? Is this just... No, it's all Pandora. Pandora is where um, the the blue people live. Okay. And in the first one, a military division had come up to Pandora, this other planet where they found life, and they happened to have some things in the their actual planet that were highly valuable to people on earth and so okay. we went there the humans went there oh there's said, humans too we're going to search for this stuff okay and let's create these avatars where we can learn to connect with these blue people and by becoming blue people so then you have a human who's in a chamber oh, who I then see. develops this avatar out in the real world so just like you have an avatar in like a video game, yeah. this is an avatar on this blue planet. And so you're in this chamber and there's these brain scanners on okay. and then you're laying there, but you are ha- existing as an avatar with these real blue people. Okay. The the, the sky I people, as it. they call them, then are like, all right, if they're not going to peacefully give us the stuff that we want, we will take it by force. Okay. And there's a oh, military right. guy, an old military guy who says... No, no, no. He becomes an avatar, develops a connection with the blue people. Oh. And it's like, no, no, no. We should not be doing this. We like the blue people. He teams up with the blue people to resist the sky people who are coming and trying by force. So, Are they called blue people? They are not called. I mean, they might. the humans might call them that at one okay. point. Um, you said but, at one point. But at, at, at one point, they, uh, they, they set up this in the first act of the second movie. And then the sky people come back and go figure. This is not a spoiler. This is the first, you know, couple minutes of the movie where it's again them wanting what they want from that planet. Okay. And uh, fascinating. Yeah. And then they go off into a different part of Pandora. That's where we find the water Pandora people. It was fun. It It was fun. Again, quite long, quite good. Is it? Can kids go see this? I would say ten and up is probably good. Just in terms of the duration, but, you know, and there are probably, I don't know, maybe 15 or 20 swear words. Okay. Something like that. You get a bunch of A words and S words and stuff like that. But um, so similar, you know, it's PG-13, but yeah, I think 10 and up for attention span. Okay. But again, you'll have 40 year olds in there who are like getting a little antsy. See it with reclining seats if you can. That's my biggest suggestion. Thank you. Great review. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Donna. Can I leave now for Christmas vacation? No, you cannot. You need to stay. Um, We're going to get the big three with Maddie B when we come back. And a little surprise for Holly Roberts on her birthday. That's all coming up next on My Talk 107.1. 
Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. There's no way this segment goes well. Uh, Maddie B from TV joins us now. It's a very special addition to have uh, Matt here. Should we roll the official intro just to make it real? Oh, do we have it? I don't have it. Holly's oh, preoccupied. I'm sorry. Uh, don't worry about I it. Wonder, I wonder why. <laughs> Matt, I've Matt, never had it. Who cares? That's my name. Don't worry about it. I don't really need it. I don't really need it. Hi, everyone. Hi. Matt, um, you're not alone. Tell our listeners who you brought with you. Oh, boy. Well, I, I have my corgis, Fisher and Finley, right here in the <laughs> studio. We're not lying. Fisher, squirrel. Get the squirrel. Can you bark for me? Squirrel. Here, wait. Let me see if I go. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, to each other. so um, I was just going to bring Fisher because uh, this this whole segment is just going to be what it is, people. So just buckle <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. I was going to just bring Fisher because Fisher's birthday is today. Hi, Fisher. Oh. Happy birthday. Yeah, he's three years old. Oh, my gosh. And he's wow. a good boy. Oh. Um, we put the bad one in with Holly. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Finley. And he watch him carefully. He's probably nuts. chewing some wires or something. Um, <laughs> and it's Holly's birthday today. Yes. Right. And so her birthday gift from me is to bring the puppies in to visit with her and totally derail the show. I'm going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> the cute aggression is astounding. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they I are hope too. he's behaving over oh, there. Oh, yeah, he's just, you know, he's he got a out. new little toy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, where's your little toy Let's, let's okay. have, uh, since Holly's the birthday girl, yeah. why don't we have her, because not everybody knows what a corgi looks like. Yeah. Holly, how would you describe the dog that is in your studio physically? Stumpy legs. Yep. Low <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> Finley. Big fin- ears. Finley's got a bigger bottom. And like a smaller oh. head. He kind of looks in, a little disproportionate. In Corgi uh, lingo, that would be called his Momo. <laughs> is <laughs> that, that is right? What, yeah, the fluffy butt. Yeah, he's a, he's it, a thick yeah. boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why does Holly know Corgi lingo? She knows, she knows stuff about dogs. We have a family Welsh Corgi. Oh, you do? Yes. Oh. Fisher's being a good this. boy, by the way. Do you see how good he oh, is? Oh, my sweet little heavy, man. Heavy breathing here. Well, oh, yeah. Matt Blander, you're a... Uh, oh. Who was that? That was me, again. It's uh, <laughs> pretty realistic, though, isn't it? Very. Steve, you're not helping. Uh, I'm trying to talk to the dog. You're like a bad uncle at the holidays. <laughs> it's right. just disrupting the whole family thing. No, you Donna, were just going to bring... I, first of all, I love this guy. No, I know. You've, your other one growled favorite. at me, but whatever. He gets... Um, when you pick him up, He it's not real growling. He just, like, communicates that way. He's like, oh, here, don't touch me. Here. Yeah, if you pick him up, Holly. Oh, there he goes. Yeah, he, yeah. I know. It sounds like she's being mauled, yeah. but he's really just playing. So yeah. it's fine. I was just going to bring Fisher, and fin- I put fin- Finley back in the box, but Finley saw the leash. And then he and then went when nuts. I went to leave with Fisher, he went berserko, and I go, ay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I throw them both in the car, and we're coming down 94, and well, here we are. Oh, <laughs> Let's talk about how oh, Matt holds these dogs, too. Donna's trying to get a picture. This is great. She just has had her phone out this whole time trying to get He's a good, a good picture. boy. He just sits the way on his he back. sits is so funny. He's like just on his back, pew. legs up, yeah, with his tongue out. The, um, but Matt holds. So so imagine. Think if you don't know a corgi, think of like a wiener dog, but fancier. Yeah. And like with fur, Matt wraps one arm underneath the top 
legs. Yep, and the and bottom just dangles. The tube, the rest of the tube of the dog. <laughs> They're very tube-like. And it's just hanging. I mean, and these dogs seem to just love being held like that. Yeah, this is how we hang out. We watch TV like this. Speaking of watching TV, we should do some um, everything entertainment, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess dogs... Are, is that oh, you yes. again? That was me Stop again. it, Steve. That's such, okay. okay, Matt, you watch that well, horrible and Holly did too. QVC <laughs> holiday movie. First of all, let's talk about how in order to watch... I was looking all over Netflix, Holly Hot Chocolate, I think it's called. Holly I was, and the Hot Chocolate. Holly and the Hot Chocolate. <laughs> and I was on Hulu, and I'm like, where is this thing? And then I b- broke down and got my phone and started. You, did you know, A, that QVC has an app? That No. And then B, the only way to watch the QVC holiday movie is on their app. It's no. streaming on the QVC Plus app. Oh, this is a Everybody data grab. with the Plus. This oh, is totally data a data grab. Yep. Well, anyway, the movie was cute. Holly, what'd you think? I mean, it, David Venable's the big, the, the big, the big draw. in the kitchen star selling yep. stuff, you know. But and so he's in it, and it's kind of cool to see him in an acting role. But uh, Holly, I, I thought it was okay. It was right on par with all these other holiday shenanigan movies, you know. Cute, huh? <laughs> oh, you didn't like it. It was super cringe. There what? <laughs> oh no. Matt. You have to understand Matt loves these cheesy oh. movies. Yeah. The movie was Fisher, shot don't listen in, to her. in the summertime. <laughs> the leaves were green. There was a guy on the corner in the city wearing a t-shirt and a pair of shorts. Oh, wait, but they were trying to make it look like it was winter? Yes. Oh, Weren't well, they in, where were they in the world, though? I'm trying to remember. Where, well, were they in a warm climate? South Carolina? No, no because, the, see, Donna, <laughs> the thing about Holly and the hot chocolate, it's set up in the Northeast. But oh. the lead guy, who is adverse to Christmas, is looking to move to South Carolina yes. because he's sick of everyone throwing Christmas in his face. Oh, it. typical. It's, it's, a, it's <laughs> cute. Uh, it's weird that it's QVC's product. Like the whole time I'm thinking, QVC made this? And I'm watching and I'm trying to see if like I can spot like a scene in a kitchen that's actually like the QVC right. set kitchen. Yeah, right, right. Uh, and I didn't see any of that. But it, it impressed me for the fact that the the home sh- the shopping place did it. Yeah. I mean, course. that's why it impressed Was me. Was the so. acting really bad? Uh, well, I mean, it wasn't like, you know. It wasn't Oscar award not, winning. No or... one's going to have. No, they're not going to need seat fillers at the award mm-hmm. show. Okay, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're not getting. They'll be money. watching it from home with the rest of and us. And frankly, yeah. David Venable's probably making more money selling crockpots than doing doing that. Is he a big QVC pretty, guy? Yeah, David he's like Venable? the big kitchen. Do you watch a lot of QVC? Yeah, I told you this a long time ago. Kyle Kyle has an obsession with it, and he like leaves it on. And and just will he just loves to watch. He won't really buy anything from there. But he, a nice white noise. Though, it's or? just background noise. But um, you know, I tried out for QVC. I don't know if I tried out. I didn't try out. I reached out to them, attempting to get an interview years ago, because they're in Pennsylvania, York, Pennsylvania. I think. No, not, that's where I'm from. I'm from York, Pennsylvania. No, QVC is in Pennsylvania. No, yeah, but it's in it's it's out by Philly, closer to Philadelphia. yeah, right. It's not in it's Pittsburgh. In, um, It'll come. To Isn't me. it York? I think it's. York. I'm from York. It's not. In, trust, You're from York. Trust. I'm no. Yeah. Where it's is not York in, York in Pennsylvania? Like south of Harrisburg. I feel like it's in York. It's not in York. It's in. It's in. We're not going to argue about this on the air. We'll have it. It's, <laughs> it's definitely it's much closer. Westchester. Yes, it's that's what I said. Oh, okay. Thank you, Holly. <laughs> I said yes, it's good old Westchester, Pennsylvania, which is much more a Philadelphia suburb than. York. Have you ever heard of the Christmas movie, one of our favorites that we've never watched, but certainly favored by title, Matt? It's called what? It's Christmas, comma Carol. <laughs> Have you heard of that one? Oh, oh God. that's with the uh, the the Sounds late like great. Wrote that title. Um, 
Colin. Oh, who 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 played uh, uh, Princess Leia? Guys, help me. Oh, Gary uh, Fisher. Fisher. Gary Fisher is it's in. Wow, Christmas we keep Carol. saying Christmas things like Carol. Fisher, but it's Christmas. And yo- do you guys Carol. notice that? Like that? everything we're saying is like York. You've got um, your Yorkies. These, These aren't are, Yorkies. Oh my God, <laughs> what planet are you on? Because I said York. These are corgis, but it sounds like that. And now Fisher, Carrie Fisher. See. What? Don't lick the floor, Fisher. I don't okay. think anyone cleans in here. Are we allowed to bring pets into know. the building? Listen, didn't you bring not. a dog or something the one time? Somebody had no, an animal in here. I have seen various creatures. They come on come the show. The they dog. come on the TV oh, people down. Oh, that's true. Down, yeah. Yeah. These are guests. That's stop it, Steve. That is Steve, such a good bark. Why won't they? They responded one time, didn't you, Finley? <laughs> That's buddy. Fisher. Hello, That's okay. Fisher. So anyway, <laughs> the whole point of this totally spastic segment yes. is to say happy birthday. It's also my mom's birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Oh, so happy birthday. birthday to Mama Belanger. Oh, yes. happy birthday. Happy birthday, Holly. And happy birthday, Fisher. Big three yeah. years old. Wow. Are you going to like have a doggy cake for <gasps> Fisher Kyle might on? whip one up. He usually makes a dog cake or something. It's incredible. Yeah, While he's watching QVC in the background, he'll whip up like some dog friendly treat for them so. he's amazing he should open he really a bakery is. Yeah, he should. did you tell um you see, can we oh let, okay so the first situation <laughs> yeah the they're beautiful is I changed into my, home. my corgi cuddling clothes because i knew that and they're stressed so it's all flying off and oh it's just glitter yeah. I, it's corgi it's doggy yeah. i am yeah. i'm head to toe covered in hair right now <laughs> It's okay. Guys, this was fun. Thank you for letting me like totally blow it up today. No, wait a minute. Do you really have a lint roller like out on all the end tables at home or do you ju- does it go off in the wash? Cuz I, I have my a really good shed. washer and dryer and it just comes out. Oh, it really does? It does. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, great. that's some serious shedding. Um, I do wow. want everybody You're to still know. in love with my boy Fisher? Or? As long as he goes home to you. Okay. All Hi, right. Fisher. You two can All just right. have play dates. Uh, Holly, happy birthday. Oh, this is, this is aggressively cute. That's okay. Yeah, Holly, that's did, a good present. Did you, did you love it? Were you surprised by two? Oh, two for, yes. You got a twofer, girl. I got BOGO Corgi. <laughs> uh, and you got that's me right. for my birthday a baby goat. A visit from a baby. Oh You're next. Gosh. Pick an animal, Steve. Mine just passed November 25th, <laughs> Matt. His birthday, not his dog. By the way, there's a... Uh, <laughs> I'll bring you in orangutan. <laughs> there's next a QVC outlet store in York. I thank you for listening. Okay. okay. You're, got that You're covered. perfect. I love you. All right. Okay. We'll uh, be right back. Bye. We've got some music news up next.